Welcome to Compliance Pointers, where we take an in-depth look into the latest news, trends, and challenges surrounding information security, privacy, and marketing compliance. Let's dive in with your host, Jordan Eisner. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Compliance Pointers. I'm your host, Jordan Eisner, and I will be speaking today with my friend again and a colleague of over 10 years now, Matt Dumiak, our Director of Privacy Services at Compliance Point. And we're going to be talking about just the the most talked about topic probably in the world today, and that's AI. Um, but we're going to be talking about it in the vein of data privacy. If you've been to a data privacy event or show or conference in the past year, probably 80% of the topics were AI. The questions are AI. Uh, I might be alone and just being rather sick of AI, but it's here to stay and uh, companies need to embrace it to stay innovative, I think, um, to sustain, right, and last and grow in a uh, emerging and uh, radically changing landscape. So, Matt, let's dive right in, right? Jordan, I think our, list- yes. our listeners will definitely know you from last time, but no, exactly. for those of you that don't know, Matt's been with Compliance Point going on 15 years, director of our privacy services. He's also director of a niche practice group we've got called Marketing Compliance that focuses with organizations on TCPA, do not call rules, do not text, email, uh, other direct-to-consumer contact methods that sometimes can kind of play in the privacy space. But Matt, with the emergence of AI, what are the privacy concerns that have been raised? Sure. So, uh, Jordan, first and foremost, happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Um, How could I forget? How can right? I forget? I, and the, and the local gym I go to, the YMCA, you know, they said that the word of the week is love, yet I keep forgetting today is Valentine's Day. So, yes, what a, what a special occasion to be having this podcast. It is, it is. And I think at that club, weren't they also offering Girl Scout cookies at 7 a.m.? So, Pecan squirrels, my favorite. Per- I was raised swirls. on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect for pre-workout there at 7 or 6 a.m. So Pre yeah, and post-workout, so you can cancel out anything that you just did. Right, exactly, exactly right. So uh, your question, going back to kind of some of the privacy concerns under artificial intelligence, I think to your point, it is a hot topic right now in the privacy space, but even outside of privacy as well, organizations are really trying to leverage artificial intelligence in any manner that they can. It is, honestly, the industry hasn't even really settled on a definition of what artificial intelligence is. Uh, some folks think uh, it could be a chat bot. That's fine. That certainly is one. There's other types of artificial intelligence that are, you know, generative AI, where it can develop pictures or voice and deep fakes and all kinds of things. So the challenges or concerns for privacy are numerous. It can be anything from, and I think, well, let me back up. It's it's can be numerous or concerning because. Artificial intelligence, it is driven by the data that it consumes, and that data can include personal information or personal data. Not only that, but even going beyond that, when we talk about generative AI and deep fakes and some other things like that, when you think about how those types of artificial intelligence could be utilized to really infringe upon an individual's privacy, 
you know, you see it in the that was a huge topic of conversation at the IAPP summit in Washington last year. Uh, a lot of the keynote speakers were talking about more of the privacy concerns from that perspective of like deep fakes and different things that individuals were using for AI and then or using AI for and then putting pictures online or videos online of individuals and uh, that that it wasn't that individual, but it was making it look like that individual, right? So even that can be a real concern from a data privacy perspective. But I think a lot of times when it comes down to it is that the the AI consumes data, it's personal information. How's it getting it? Do individuals know that the systems are using it? And then beyond that, and we'll talk a little bit about this throughout this podcast, um, kind of what organizations are doing with AI and what kinds of decisions they're making too are really critical. And that's why I think it's starting to catch on with potentially some regulations here upcoming in the EU and some other things at the state level and even this executive order from Biden, because it's just a lot of things that are going on right now with AI. Okay. Yeah. And I think you just I know that was a lot. No, you answered a question I was going to have a follow up is right. What are some of the early regulatory actions? And I think you just mentioned three of them. Right, EU AI Act, state privacy laws, the Biden executive order. Um, yes. So, you know, there's a lot of state regulations that deal with profiling and automated decision making. So, let's let's talk beyond the ones you just mentioned. Let's talk about ones that already exist. Can can you tell our listeners how are those defined? Right, and if an organization is using profiling or automated decision making, what actions are they required to take? Sure. Yeah, that's a that's that's going to vary by state slightly, but you know we can kind of crosswalk those and look at what those look like across the various states. Um, profiling is you know you see it in in law enforcement at times, right? But it's uh, any type of and I'm I'm kind of looking at the formal definition here, and I'll paraphrase, but it's any type of automated processing of personal information to evaluate certain personal aspects relating to that person to analyze or predict aspects concerning that natural person's performance at work, economic situation, health or personal preferences, interests, reliability, anything like that. So you that's from a profiling perspective. Automated decision making, a little more straightforward, but the regulations or the laws are really going to look at it um, from a system software or process uh, where they make, uh, where they use statistics or other data processing or artificial intelligence uh, to make a decision uh, about an individual, and so it also includes profiling. So those kind of work uh, very simultaneously with each other. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of this is. Still just so new. A lot of people are trying to wrap their minds around some of it, but can you exemplify some of the common challenges organizations are facing, right, regarding the use of AI? Some common use cases, I guess, today and what they're struggling with. Yeah, uh, you know, there's there's a good bit they're struggling with. I think from a from a you know from a compliance or privacy side. Uh, they're struggling with a few things. The business is really wanting to leverage artificial intelligence or AI. Uh, and so from the compliance and privacy side, 
working alongside the business to un, you know to understand where AI might already be in use, where it want where it needs to be used, where it need uh, where the business wants to use it, slowing down the business as we all know. Um, so we don't want to stifle growth or innovation. So organize you know the kind of the privacy side of the compliance and privacy side is really that's a struggle is to say how do we kind of find that balance of ensuring that we're not violating a law while also allowing the business to innovate and use something and not fall behind. I think you said that in your intro, which was perfect. Like an organization that isn't using AI is falling behind. And so I think it's, there's a kind of a power, not a power struggle, but a balance, right? That we're trying to find of like, how do we in, engage the business, ensure that they're using AI responsibly and that we're not getting too far outside of our skis. Also, I think another challenge is just understanding what it is, candidly. Um, it, the term can be used broadly. I talked about it. It's not, mm-hmm. a, there's not a on the books accepted definition of AI. Um, there have been proposed definitions specifically under the EU AI Act, which looks to be, you know, relatively straightforward and they've tried to streamline that. And there were a lot of negotiations back and forth before that draft was approved. Um, you talked about at the state level, there is the term we use, you know, artificial intelligence is brought up in the CCPA and other privacy legislation, but it's not defined. It more so those terms like profiling or automated decision making kind of kind of encompass artificial intelligence usually. And so that's a challenge, I think, for a lot of organizations, both from a compliance and privacy side, but also a business side is to say, well, what is AI and to begin with? And maybe I should have started with that one, not just like, how do we not slow down business? but mm-hmm. even understanding what it is and um, considering the privacy concerns, of course, like where, what is it consuming to make the decisions that it is? Mm. Not all of that information from some of these solutions that organizations are using is readily available. Like how do we make these decisions? Where is it coming from? Some of them, some of the, some of the technology thinks it's their secret sauce Others, you know, we might think like kind of big and scary, like they don't even know where their data is coming from. They don't know how the machines are taking over, right? It's smarter than the, <laughs> than the, than the individuals that are feeding it. Um, yes. So, you know, all of those are, are certainly a challenge right now, I think, in this space. Yes. I think you can um, maybe just reference the movie Terminator. Yes. Right. The more you feed it now. Not gonna fly. And is it is it Robo? You're good at movies, Jordan. Is it RoboCop or where's the move? Or is it Terminator where they scan an individual's face when he's walking down the street, and they say he's likely to commit murder or he was going to, that they like Minority they pro- Report. Okay, it's Minority Report. Right? Tom Cruise. Gonna, okay, I didn't. I just vaguely remember that occurring. Or demolition like, man. That's where we're heading, maybe, right? Is that, but, you know, we're scanning individuals who are just walking down the street. We're profiling them as murderers or criminals, that type of thing. Hey, the good news is with the EU AI Act, that type of of use is prohibited. So we'll we'll see, right? Yep. I'll sleep better. Except for law enforcement purposes, though, there is an exemption under that. So we'll see if law enforcement maybe tries to go that route. We'll see. (laughs) Always some sort of exemption. Right. There, there is. But um, no, I, I think that is a prohibited purpose even for that exemption. So I don't think they'd get that far, hopefully, at least not in Europe. Okay. Right. That's specifically in the EU. <laughs> so what you've talked about so far, right, and I think 
our listeners would agree with this, right? It's it's still just abstract. What is it? Mm-hmm. How, how do we ensure we're not violating privacy law, but not slow innovation, advancement? How do we even wrap our minds around it in the first place to then put rules and practices in place? So let me ask it a different way then. Um, you are the head of our consulting group for data privacy. We're having clients ask about this. What are you advising, right? What are you telling them to do when these questions pop up? What are you? What are the recommendations we're giving right now in this unprecedented time with AI and data privacy? To breathe, take a step back, right? Take a take a. You can't boil the ocean. You have to take a higher level view of it. There is a little, at times, I, our clients come to us in a little bit of a panic when they find out that maybe a different area of the business is already in full-blown implementation mode or full-blown use of AI. And I think it's taking that step back and saying, okay, but AI isn't all bad, but also there may not be as much privacy risk as we might think. And so taking that step back is first and foremost our our first recommendation, right? Take a step back, look at it at a higher level, but then you have to think about, when I talk about not boiling the ocean, which I think is a pretty common consulting term, but it's effective, is prioritizing the risk of the different types of AI that the business might be using and the criticality to the business. And so looking at those and saying, okay, but let's figure out how are these different solutions being leveraged? So kind of an inventory, if you will of how are they being leveraged? What are they consuming? What are they doing for the business? What is the impact to the revenue? What is the impact to the consumer as well, right? I think there's a lot of of, um, conversations with an organization about risk, but that needs to be a two-way street, both risk to the business, but also a risk to the consumer. Um, And establishing a priority or a roadmap at that point to say, okay, well, we have all of, let's kind of take a step back. Let's look at that. Let's compile these things. Uh, Let's take that prioritized view of it and then put that that action plan in place, if you will, because it's obvious that, you know, if AI is already being leveraged, that there wasn't a governance program to begin with. And that's not something that needs to be established right with the AI that or with how fast AI is expanding. And so, you know, going from there, I think it's all about communicating that with the business training, how, you know, AI can be engaged, how it cannot be some guidelines around that and ensuring that we're working alongside the business so that we don't uh, kind of step into the uh, the area where, to your point, we don't want to stifle, but we do want to comply with what we have to comply with without putting businesses and consumers at risk. Okay. You, you said some things there. You talked about conducting an inventory, right? Um, I think that's with the assumption that an organization has taken some of those data privacy steps already and done an inventory and done data mapping, right? And determined, right, mm-hmm. some of these things. Where are the processes and activities? Where does PII exist within the organization? Where might AI type activities intertwine with PII, where that could be a criticality or a risk? Um, so this is kind of just come to me as a question, but what about companies that haven't done much on a data privacy standpoint, right? <laughs> they don't already have some of those foundational things. Because I'm thinking when you said that, my mind just went to Michael Scott in that office episode where 
the fire starts breaking out and uh-huh. <laughs> i don't know if you remember the one and dwight schrute's like i've got this you know follow the procedure what's the procedure and michael's screaming stay effing calm yes <laughs> <laughs> and he's screaming and running around it's like it seems like somebody with the privacy program be like, hey we've got this we've inventoried we've, we've we've labeled the risk we've siloed it it's here it's in this department whereas if you didn't have some of those foundational things from a privacy standpoint and know where the data exists and the activities occurred you might be the michael scott screaming stay calm and running around yeah um, and that's a cold open right like they start the episode like that right yes <laughs> yeah so so what about somebody listening who's not i mean not only have are they trying to figure out data privacy mm-hmm. now you add ai into the equation yeah it's a good question i think backing going to that first step and backing up and if that's the you and you always have to establish what the priority is for the organization i would not recommend if you're trying to figure out where ai is that you start by building a personal data inventory to start because that's going to take a lot of time and so i think doing some business interviews with the likely usual suspects of individuals that might be using ai the website team because they're going to have the the automated chat on the website you're going to look at customer service as well potentially uh marketing maybe even sales say where you know talk to them about what solutions what products where they're innovating some of these are kind of like cutting edge departments too right a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs in those spaces um to say what are they doing how are they engaging kind of start with that priority and i think that even ties to or start with those departments and that talks to like how to prioritize it right and because if you're trying to solve for the AI problem for the entire organization and you don't have a nice baseline to start from, you're going to get very, and so is the business, going to get very overwhelmed very quickly. And so I think as simple as doing some business interviews can be really helpful, understanding how they're engaged with it, how they're using it, and then kind of go from there in terms of like analyzing, okay, but what does that mean from a risk and regulatory perspective? If you modify the engine of the car and soup it up, as they say, Tune it's not it. going to make any. It's not going to make any difference if you're on three wheels. That's right. Exactly right. Okay. Uh, I use the car reference because I know you're such a car guy. Because you wouldn't <laughs> understand it otherwise. No. <laughs> uh, what frameworks are available out there for a business as a guide? Right. Um, tell us about some of those core elements and how a you know the topic ai could be a factor in those or not mm-hmm. yeah we're starting to see more of these fortunately everybody's looking for a framework to help guide um nist has one so you may uh, those listening may know uh nist for maintaining the atomic clock but also for the nist csf uh several cybersecurity frameworks uh beyond that even more in detail NIST privacy but then uh even beyond that there are organizations and associations that are starting to come out with frameworks the center for information policy and leadership has one that's actually uh we really like it operates from uh several components including kind of going to, to answer the second part of your question what do they include um how to get leadership and oversight and buy-in um, how to conduct a risk assessment of AI, what the policies and procedures should look like, um, some of the requirements around it, including transparency, doing data protection impact assessments, uh, notice or transparency, but opt out, I should say, 
Uh, training is huge in the space. Monitoring and verification. So with compliance, we always talk about where the rubber meets the road. You can't just stand up a compliance program and think it's going to operate effectively without audit. And then uh, enforcement. So if you find an issue, how do you document that or um, you know document and memorialize that you fix that issue? Right. So a lot of those frameworks are going to follow very similar baselines of that. And when in doubt, just ask AI, right? Exactly. You could always do that. I think ChatGPT would be happy to craft uh, uh, an mm -hmm. AI governance program for you and what that should look like. Right. Mm -hmm. You may think to yourself after you review it, yeah, did an AI chatbot write this thing? Because it says nothing about training or transparency or anything like just kidding. But they, they probably would have all of those things. Yep. But then you have to go implement it, right? Then you have to go operationalize it, which is a real challenge. So, okay. Well, I think that was helpful. Some of these topics. <laughs> yeah, I right. think so. But maybe for some of our listeners who are struggling with this, I, th I think the thing to stick out with me is just breathe, right? I don't think there's an overwhelming amount of enforcements, at least not yet, right? Coming out for organizations for using AI the wrong way and violating data privacy concerns. It's like you said, right? Everybody's just still trying to grasp what they're doing with how they're doing it. I think it's important for organizations to be aware to have policies or to at least start talking about what sort of policies they're gonna have around mm -hmm. usage of AI by the business and how they support their clients, the business in that instance, if it's a legal department or compliance department or somebody of that nature, cybersecurity, data privacy groups. Yep. Um, but you know, more to come on all this. Yeah. So and even like not to interrupt there, Jordan, but I just thought of something like even like in the IT space where we have a whitelist of what's usable what can an organization use from an AI perspective? Maybe that's an option even beyond that to kind of make it quick and easy, right? Here's a whitelist. We reviewed these. They're readily, we've proactively reviewed these. We're comfortable with where we sit. Yes, maybe a list of like maybe and a list of no for okay. now, right? That might even be a good approach for that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say for our listeners, I know we spoke to this pretty broadly today in this podcast. If you have specific questions on it right maybe how your company is using ai or contemplating using ai drop a drop a comment right in the reviews talk about the topic maybe we'll if we get enough we'll we'll do a podcast on that specifically but you can also reach out to us right directly matt or myself we're both on linkedin you can go to our website compliancepoint.com um we have a email distro that hits you know the directors and others here within the organization connect at compliancepoint.com if you want to send your questions there you can you could even schedule a meeting with us on our website so we'd love to talk and walk through maybe some of the initiatives or objectives you've got with using ai and how that interplays with your data privacy program or where you want your data privacy program to be so thank you everyone thank you matt for your time happy to be here again. thanks for having me jordan Yes, this is Compliance Pointers. See you guys.